Wes, did you tell anybody you're gonna? Did you tell anybody you're gonna be on the show today? Yeah, I, I announced it on the on my Discord, so oh, we so should you. have a few few show up. There's people. That's why there's people waiting. They're excited. We are yeah. honored to have you, sir. Excited. We are very honored, very excited, and uh, I don't. I, I think we got too much stuff to talk about today. I think we better start the show. Go ahead, kick it off. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. My name is Brian Paul from Nishiano here, right here, PSVR without parole, and the guys from right, the boys, making his debut appearance on PSVR Gamescast Live. Wes from Virtual Strangers, aka Lethal Weasel. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing well, Brian. Uh, hello, Brian. Hello, AJ. Hello, Gamecats. Uh, thanks for having me. And that guy on the right hand side of the screen is AJ from The Underground PSVR. Hold on. Underground. And what's up, guys? Good to see you. Happy Monday. Man, you know, Mondays usually suck, but hopefully we can help your Monday suck just a little bit less. How's it, how's it going so far? It's <laughs> good. I don't know, man. I don't know. It kind, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. Every, every time I'm like, I've got two hours before the next thing I have to do, I'm like, I bet I can catch like 45 minutes of sleep, and uh, I'm just not getting caught up, man. It's just not happening. I'm not a huge fan of all this stuff. But I think we probably give a shout-out to Mash Daddy Cool VR with a $5 tip in the chat. It says, Virtual Strangers representing. Is, is this, is Thanks, this somebody Eric. you know? Is this somebody you know? You're, That's you're, right, Brian. You, you got you to gotta plug... Wes from Virtual Strangers. Everyone go check out his channel, Virtual Strangers. Him and Roots over there do a great job. I'm a big fan. And uh, yeah, they're cool, knowledgeable, good guys. Well, and Brian, you are more powerful now because now you're surrounded by two metalheads. Yes. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go change my T-shirt. <laughs> um, no, dude, for real, uh, it, it is it is. Uh, awesome having you here. Uh, I always say I don't watch other YouTube channels I, because I just I don't have time. And also there's like the whole creativity thing where it's like I don't want to accidentally be stealing shit from other people. Uh, but anytime I'm on YouTube and I see that Virtual Strangers is live, I, I just click it and like it's whether I'm watching it actively and commenting in the chat it's or, or it's just on in the background, uh, I'm usually there. Uh, so definitely check out Wes and Roots over there at a Virtual Strangers. Good shit going on. Big time. Brian watches them more than he does me. I That's didn't even good. know you had a channel, AJ. <laughs> I was totally unaware. We also got Donatello, the scientist game cat with the $5 tip, says we're going to need a meow from Wes. Meow. Like sultry, <laughs> seductive. Yeah, I agree. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, guys, uh, so Dave's not here, obviously. Dave will be back uh, hopefully Wednesday. Uh, he just had some uh, stuff to take care of, and uh, but everything is fine. Every, every, time I every time I say, oh, somebody's not here, or we have to cancel a show or something, I always forget to say, everything's fine. So this is me <laughs> saying, don't worry. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, he'll be back on Wednesday once I untie him. Guys, we have so much news to take care of, but let's do a little bit of housekeeping first. Uh, first and foremost, you should definitely join our Discord if you haven't already. Uh, we actually had an awesome AMA with Jimmy Bowers, uh, the, uh, the community manager over at Endreams. Uh, obviously, T 
team that makes Fract. Uh, that, that happened for an hour today. Uh, you can go back and read it. It's been archived. You can check it out, see what everybody had to say, see all the answers to all the questions he was presented. Um, there were some hard-hitting questions today because it happened an hour after the reviews came out. More on that later. <laughs> Um, also, uh, make sure you hit us up on patreon.com slash without pro games. If you want to be on that scrolling scroll down below, uh, it goes by about 14,000 times an hour. So you get to see your name. You get to wave at yourself and go, Meow. it's very fun. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, let's kick it off, man. We had a lot of stuff to talk about. I can't wait to hear, uh, Wes's opinion on all sorts of things that we probably talked about before. Uh, this is going to add a little bit of much needed lifeblood into this show. Absolutely, man. Well, to kick things off, it is official. Now, this was a rumor before, but Arashi Castles of Sin is getting its physical version releasing on September 3rd via Perp Games. And the physical edition will also include a digital art book and soundtrack. And I hate that. <laughs> like I, just, I, I absolutely hate the fact that it's not uh, the the bonus stuff isn't physical because it looks so good. We we've, we've shown the picture of it before. Uh, it looks just so well designed, and then it's like, oh, by the way, it's digital. I'm like, Psh, I'm out. Wes, did you play Arashi? I, I did actually, and um, I, I gotta say, I'm enjoying it more now than I did at first. I I kind of feel like I was a little bit harsh uh, on it at first because uh, i mean I, I don't know about you guys but i don't feel like the game makes the best first impression but as you settle into it as you progress through the levels i feel like the game really opens up and it starts to become uh, fun yeah i it actually is... actually thought it was uh, i thought i actually thought it was more fun the second time i played like I, I the further i got into the game i was like oh more of this and for some reason it just felt, felt like more of the same and it was dragging on uh, and then once I sort of knew what to expect and went back into it, it was a totally different story. I was like, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Now that I know what to expect, I'm having fun with exactly what I know is coming. Um, yeah, I feel, like, I, I feel like I was a little harsh, too. And I, and I don't know exactly where all that comes from. My thoughts on this game have continued to go up and up and up uh, after playing it more and more. And there was one thing I realized was that... Uh, the the patch notes we had a a, re a review copy mm -hmm. and this was a small little oopsie and that I was supposed to get uh, with my review copy it said that there was going to be some bugs little issues well I didn't know that they had a lot of my complaints specifically listed because I never got the patch notes and so now the game has been patched and I and the game I played on stream just a couple days ago felt like a significant difference. I won't say like a huge difference, but definitely a significant difference in, in the playing time of it. And yeah, like I am really, really loving this game now and it's really starting to grow on me. And for all these physical collectors uh, out there, this is great, great news. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I definitely went back in. I, I you know, because we were, t we were told about the, uh, about that. It was pre-released, you know, that we'll have some bugs that aren't going to be in the final release. So I was super careful about that. Um, and, uh, you know, played a significant amount before I published my review just to make sure that I wasn't like way off on anything. And, uh, and yeah, I, I just think it's one of those games that grows on you over time. And unfortunately, it doesn't completely grow on you by the time you finish it for the first time, which is really strange. Maybe if it was a 14 hour game, we'd be in love with it by like hour 12. <laughs> Uh, uh, any any word on a pro patch for that one? Because I feel like it would benefit greatly from one. They definitely have a lot of stuff in the works. They are not done with this game yet. 
And uh, that is also great news as well. I don't know if I'm allowed to say specifically what they're working on, but I've been talking with them. They've been really open to feedback. Another reason you should join our Discord. Um, we have uh, dedicated threads to, to lots of different games, and the uh, devs are very active in there, and they are definitely taking in feedback. And, and Wes, I think you nailed it on the head there when, when you said this game doesn't make the greatest first impression, but I think over time, once you play it more and more and get settled in and get a little accustomed to it, uh, I think you start to realize the value that it has. And that's why it kind of grows on you over time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like, uh, again, I, I felt kind of bad, uh, you know, upon subsequent Dude. playthroughs because I, I, I fell into a trap that we talk about a lot on our show. And we try not to be overcritical of what we call day one jank. Because a lot of games, especially from smaller teams, have day one jank that typically goes away within the first week. Right. And what you were saying with the patch notes and the subsequent update uh, just goes to show that uh, maybe my reactions were a bit knee jerk in my uh, in my my stream uh, that we did. Same. It's a little tough. It's a little tough. But, you know, we, we do live in a day a world of day one patches, and uh, and it, you know, Endeavor One was very clear about uh, letting us know. Uh, you know, for the most part, what was coming on day one. But the fact is, is I, I, I don't, I don't think you can. I don't think you can play through an entire game and then check some patch notes and play for like twenty minutes and go, and and have the updated, correct impression that you need to have of a game. Um, so it's it's just a weird time that we live in, and uh, and, I'm, and I'm always I'm always baffled by day one patches anyway. Like that's a whole story for a different day. But I'm like, what were you doing like ten days ago? <laughs> like that shit wasn't in. I get it. You know, like we hear about crunch and everything. Like I'm not <laughs> right. fucking. You know, I, I pay attention to gaming news, but still, I'm like, I'm like uh, I don't know. This is it, it's just weird. It's weird. But I'm, I am excited for the physical edition, regardless of the fact that. Uh, all the cool stuff that comes in it is digital because it's just got a, it's got really nice box art. I think it looks really cool. I think it's gonna look really nice up on my shelf with all the other games that haven't left the cellophane. Going right here. Oh yeah, it's going up on the wall. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's going no on the shelf right here. I don't know if it's on the thing, but yeah, yeah. That that's also a wall. <laughs> it's not just a shelf. <laughs> the, the, what what's the shelf attached to, AJ? <laughs> Uh, we're going to give a shout-out to Scott Jessico, future past Scott Jessico, PSN, Harry Fellow, PSVR, GameCap for life, with the uh, 179 quid, saying, Hello, Brian, not Dave, Wes, and AJ, GameCats, meow. We covered everything in a very few number of words. Thank you very much, Scott <laughs> Jessico. Also, GC13, Diet Pepsi Cat, what's up, Tip, for the $20 tips. A shout-out to the amazing cats in the house and out in the litter box. Best community ever. I agree. Love this community, man. Thank you so Love much. This community. For the, uh, this community, Brian. I got a, a little side note. Found a GunCon 2, and I know cats don't usually like getting a shout-out or anything, but there was a cat named Josh that is one of our dearest friends, and he sent me a GunCon 2 with Time Crisis 2, Brian. Oh, my God. Talk about the greatest community ever. My year is made. My life is complete. I can't wait to try it out. Wow. I mean, you know, I, 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 w I wouldn't feel right sitting idly by and hear you guys pump up your, your community as the best community ever. <laughs> uh, I just want to shout my community out because they're pretty solid, too. But it makes sense because literally about half of my community are game cats. <laughs> right. So uh, I guess it, uh, it it's sure. fitting, right? We, we get around, man. We get around. That is the word on the street. Um, is, yeah, shout out to everybody in West's community. Hopefully some of them stop by to check out today's show because he's here. Uh 
We also got Big Show with a $10 tip. Says, glad I could catch a live stream before I leave in a few hours for overseas. Keep up the good work. Maybe when I come back, PSVR will have AAA games that the Quest has. Uh, that, that Quest has. Take care, everyone. Big Show's our resident, <laughs> evil, uh, resident evil. He's our resident Quest uh, troll guy, but uh, but he, he means well. And uh, take care, man. Like Take care of yourself have a overseas. Safe trip. Have a very safe trip, Big Show. And, of course, Delirium Drew VR, uh, one of our faithful moderators with the $5 tip, says, Big booms for all the amazing folks in the chat. And Brian, AJ, Dave, and guest host Wes uh, for being awesome VR strange human gamer cats. Thank you, Drew. I guess we got that one more before we get on to the next subject. Do we have one more? Oh, holy shit. Let's keep yes. rolling in. It is, this is all your fault, Wes. <laughs> this doesn't happen when Dave is here. Uh, we, and then we got the money. <laughs> Nihilist Ryan, uh, the game Feline with a $5 tip says, just got my platinum for Midway 1976. Super easy for you trophy hunters out there, and I had a blast doing it. Big heart. Uh, I've been meaning nice. to get back to that. I've only got one more trophy to get. It's the one to get all of your... Uh, all of your uh, attributes, your your, your uh, upgrades up to level 15. I'm so damn close. I just got to play a few more levels, a few more times, grind it out, you know? Uh, and Creeper Betty with the $10 tip. Just shout out to Wes. Good, great to see you here. Shout out to Tiff. I love you. Shout out to all the game cats. Meow, meow, purr. This feels like a weird dream, man. It's like, when, when's the actual show going to start? <laughs> 14 goddamn Thank minutes. You, Thank you, Creeper Betty. Uh, I love you. Well, guys. All right. So the next subject, guys. XR Games, developers of Angry Birds Under Pressure and uh, All Start Fruit Racing VR. Never heard of that one. Mm. But also, more importantly, Zombieland Headshot Fever, which is coming to PlayStation VR soon. Uh, this uh, is actually, they netted 2.1 million expansion deal uh, to expand the team and create new franchises. This is huge news. I know they're not maybe one of the most well-known developers, but everything they've made has been pretty generally polished. Um, and yeah, this is uh, great to see, Brian, another developer, you know, hitting it big time with the monies. I'm just glad this turned out good, man, because all the, the when we first saw the trailer for this, we we're like, what are you doing? And then everybody who played it said, this is fantastic. Wes, did you, have you played this thing yet? Which one? Yeah, yes. Actually, uh, I, I participated in a community event not long after it launched on Quest. But my initial reaction was the same. When I saw that launch trailer, I mean, it, it was almost like a joke on our show. We, we, we don't like to laugh, but we kind of did a little bit because it looked like, from the initial trailer, mind you, it looked like a 2016 VR game, to be yeah. honest. It looked like a pretty basic uh, rail shooter and it is a rail shooter, but it's anything but a basic rail shooter. Uh, once you get into the game, not only uh, does it look way better, it actually looks remarkably good in the Quest standalone headset, uh, but the, the gameplay is super original, super fun, and addictive. And uh, I got hooked on it pretty quickly, to be honest. That's really good to hear, man, because, yeah, like, I've... I, I, I'm okay being wrong. I'm, I love being wrong, especially when I think something's going to be bad and everyone says, oh, no, you're absolutely incorrect about that. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited to actually uh, get my hands on this one. It is coming to PlayStation VR later this year. Uh, I don't think they've given us a date yet. Um, but, man, this this is good it's news. It's supposed to be coming. Yeah, it's just supposed to be coming soon. And, yeah, I caught a lot of flack for uh, for saying, man, this has got, like, guilty pleasure written all over it because, you know, I'm such a fan of... House of the Dead. I was just talking about light gun games. 
Um, and yeah, that's I, I love kind of rail shooter arcade experiences. Of course, Russia Blood being like the pinnacle mm-hmm. of all of those in VR, the reason I bought a PlayStation VR headset in the first place. But I've also enjoyed stuff like uh, Crisis Brigade. So glad to hear, Wes, that it is actually a pretty good game. And uh, really can't wait to check it out. Like I said, it's supposed to be coming anytime pretty soon. Fingers crossed for October, maybe, uh, since it's kind of a you know zombie Halloween theme thing. It'd be perfect timing, right? That would be nice. Yeah, that man. Really nice. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to step on you there, Brian. Yeah, th- this Please. game uh, is going to surprise you, uh, especially uh, those of you out there who like chasing leaderboards, because really that's the name of the game: is getting through the maps as quickly as you possibly can. Uh, which is pretty standard for a rail shooter type game. Uh, but what isn't so standard is there's a fairly detailed progression system in this game where you progress your, your character, you progress all of your uh, wide array of weapons. Uh, it's actually, uh, there's a lot more to it than you would think, uh, judging by face value. Excellent, man. Upgrades are well, my favorite. Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. As far as the news story is concerned, we like we're just totally jumped ship the second we get the ch- we had a chance to talk about zombies. We just stopped talking about zombies and decided to start talking about the, uh, you know, the um, yeah. This is I'm wicked happy for the team. Shit's shit's looking good, and that and that means uh, good stuff for VR as well. Absolutely. We've been seeing so many uh, articles about recent success stories, and yeah, we love to see that versus the them closing down and stuff. So, all right, guys. So moving on. Uh, this comes from Reddit, and uh, apparently, I'm sorry, not Reddit. This comes from Reset Era, um, and it's from a user named No Life BR. Now, this is a bug that's occurring that is happening uh, with Resident Evil Seven, where apparently it uh, lets you download the full game for free. Now, we don't condone this type of uh, activity, but I just thought it was important to report on it. We don't condone yeah, maybe it. it. We're just telling you <laughs> all about it. Make <laughs> If you don't have it, go check the so, PlayStation Store and see if you can get it for free. Oh, I don't know. The, the, the way it happens, guys, just reporting on it, the way it happens is that apparently people, this is, now this has only been confirmed in Brazil and the Netherlands. Uh, haven't, uh, well, okay, I have received confirmation that it works in the U.S. now. But apparently, if you go and download the Resident Evil 7 teaser demo, beginning hour, uh, on the PS Store, uh, you can open the demo from the main menu and choose Buy Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. When the PS Store opens up, choose the third image on the right that says Game Page. <laughs> and then press Choose Version button, and then you choose the second version and press Buy. And then apparently, voila! So crazy, man. So we don't we don't uh, condone this, this but but here's a step no. by step way to do it. Like <laughs> no, detailed, don't do it. Right, make sure you just pause the game, pause the games cast, right, rewind and listen step by step, and make sure you do it exactly the way AJ said. But we don't condone it. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, you can you, you can examine it for for scientific purposes. We know <laughs> none of you out there are actually going to exploit this. Uh, but with that said, I've always kind of felt weird about uh, DRM anyway, because I mean, I mean, some people can call it stealing, but if I can pull something out of midair in my bedroom, am I really stealing? <laughs> if it just, yeah, if it just lands on your computer, you know. Um, but anyways, yeah, Nick Milo says, who the hell doesn't have Resident Evil 7 already? Seriously. I agree. Resident Evil uh. 
Listen, if you don't have Resident (laughs) Evil 7 yet, right, and this is the way that's finally going to get it onto, then by all means, go go forth and download and then report back and let us know that we were right for the last four years and telling you that it's the best, bar none, best PSVR game out there. There is none better. That's true. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And who knows, maybe someone accidentally goes all the way through all the steps, ends up playing the game, and then goes to pick up the gold edition, which I believe is on sale right now for half off. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. 20 bucks for gold edition. It's great, man. Well, all right, guys. So it's no secret that there's been a. We've been slammed with PSVR releases. Finally, the drought is over. You know, we kicked off summer with Sniper Elite VR, which was a blast. Uh, but just this past week, uh, we've gotten a whole bunch of games. And I did actually did a poll on Twitter that asked, what was your favorite uh, PSVR game released of last week? Wait a minute. And, wait a uh, minute. Wait a minute. Is this is this news story you just advertising your Twitter account? <laughs> no, that's it is all, not. That's all this PSVR is. PSVR Underground. We all see. It's very transparent here. We all see right through this bullshit, man. That's exactly uh, what you're doing. Go follow AJ at PSVR Underground. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just, anyways, I just consolidated the whole news story into one sentence. So it was actually, I was pleasantly surprised to see that there was like neck and neck. Um, but you know, uh, it was between Synth Riders, Arashi Castles of Sin, Smoke and Thunder DLC, which uh, was the free Pistol Whip update, and then Blair Witch VR Edition. And much to my surprise, and Brian's secret f- extra five accounts, seven uh, Blair accounts. Witch VR Edition actually ended up winning uh but it was very very close and uh, arashi and smoke and thunder were neck and neck followed by synth riders so really surprising there man did you guys have a a favorite from last week or did you have like a game you considered the best I'll, I'll, uh, well, I'll i voted <laughs> what did you vote uh, I, I voted and uh, I voted for Blair Witch. I think that this was an amazing port. I am a bit partial to horror games. It's my my favorite genre by far in VR. And while um, you know, the, the gameplay gameplay uh, might not be as, um, as as active as some of the other titles and some of the uh, other genres, it's all about the atmosphere, and they nailed that. Uh, with super high interactivity, uh, pro patch on day one. How about that? Uh, I just, I really enjoyed my time in Blair Witch. And uh, as great as Synth Riders is, uh, you know, as great as all the other titles are, it, you know, admittedly, I didn't try Smoke and Thunder yet. So, uh, but uh, I, I really enjoyed Blair Witch and I, I think it deserved a win. You keep saying shit like that, Wes, and you're going to find yourself a permanent spot in the middle of the screen here on Gamescast Live. He's like, he's Resident like, Evil 7, best game, a horror game, right. bias. Like, I'm a, Man, I'm outnumbered now. I'm The seat's feeling a little bit hot with Wes here. <laughs> you know what? Let's have the top 20 debate right now. All my, all my favorite games are getting on this fucker. This is going to be great. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Obviously, I voted for Blair Witch maybe two to three times um, with all my accounts. And, uh, and I'm really, really happy that it won. This it was absolutely surprised after uh, the very kind of disappointing port of uh, Layers of Fear VR. The fact that they kind of blew it out of the water with Blair, which was absolutely incredible. Uh, so that, that, was my, that was my surprise and my favorite game of the last week for sure. J-Mail, 
donates $2 and says, can't stress how great Blair Witch is. So good. I will say, of these games, it is mind-blowing to me that Blair Witch ended up being like the most full-length, most polished, least buggy game of all these. However, uh, and was a huge surprise to me. I hated Layers of Fear. Hated Layers of Fear. It was so bad on PSVR. So bad. I don't people say it's on twelve it's twelve dollars right now. I say still don't buy it. It's so bad. Uh but that being said, I gotta give as much as I love Synth Riders, uh, I gotta give mine I, I gave my vote to Arashi. Uh like you said, that game just continues to grow on me. Gets more and more fun to play over time. And uh and yeah, I can't wait to see I'm I'm excited to see what updates they bring to the game because I think they have big plans for it. Hot take. Ninja Bullet's a better sidekick than Haru. Hmm. I disagree. I agree. If I, I agree. was, if I was fight, if I had the option for both, I'd probably have Haru by my side over. All, all, uh, although I, I'm sorry, uh, I, I must say, Bullet needs to shut the hell up. I mean, yes. he's just constantly <laughs> oh going yeah. off. And uh, if you're like me, I, I like to linger a little bit. I like to look around, and Bullet's just not having it. He's like, yep. "Come on, we got to get out of here." Uh, yeah, so yep. uh, uh, I will give uh, Haru that. At least he was uh, quiet, and he had this super awesome ability to float across crevices. Uh, <laughs> parkour. Haru, <laughs> Haru has mastered. Uh, Haru has mastered the art of the parkour. Oh wow! Uh, and she, she is the greatest man. She's amazing. All right, guys. Wait, so, wait. yeah, let me take care of oh, a couple good. tips here before we move on to the next news story. Uh, we got tax refund. The decal. De- Kalog, I, I still don't know how to pronounce it, I'm sorry, uh, defines right and wrong game cap with the $5 tips as fun facts. The worldwide flood was the first time it ever rained. Next time will be fire, not water. And the rainbow is a promise that rain won't destroy the earth again. Wow. Come on, that people now. Smile on your brother, everybody get together. Uh, Creeper Betty, PSVR with the $5 tip, says Blair Witch makes my mouth dry and my palms sweaty. You shouldn't smoke pot while you play it. It scares the crap out of me, and I love it. I take it back. You should smoke pot while you play it. Apparently, it's very effective. Good job. Thank you so much, Creeper Betty, and thank you so much, Tax Refund. Uh, and oh. Future Past Scott, Jessica, PSN, Harry Feller, PSVR, GameCap, for life with a $2 tip. I'm just rounding up. Uh, I vote for you to smash the like button, GameCats. You want to say that, AJ? Smash the like button, AJ. <laughs> Smash the like button, Tarzan. There it is. That's what it, that, that's what everybody tuned in for. Yeah. Oh man. All right. All let's right, move guys. along. Um, Brian, this brings us to one of our first uh, main headlines, and uh, <laughs> we want to talk about this news that we got from an, uh, a reliable source. Pretty reliable. I mean, you know. Uh, but uh, something regarding AAA games, Brian. Was I, was I the source? <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were the sauce. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, well, we talked. You know, we we talked a little bit, uh, quite a bit, uh, the week before last, I think, about the summit that uh, Sony had regarding PlayStation VR two. And not only did they go into a ton of details about all of the specs and uh, everything we're gonna, we should expect from the headset itself and the controllers, and blah blah blah, technical details. That that wasn't the stuff that excited me. Like, it's yeah, it's cool that we're gonna get the shit that we want, but you know, it's kind of the stuff that we expect at this point. What was cool was when they started talking about games during the summit, and they were talking about how on PlayStation VR 2, the big focus is going to be on hybrid games. And the hybrid games, for anyone not in the know, uh, are basically going to be games that are playable on your flat screen, like the next Call of Duty game, uh, the next Spider-Man game, whatever. Anything that's playing on the flat screen game is going to also be playable 
uh, on PlayStation VR 2. Uh, and that's just, you put on the headset and then you use the orb controllers and there's like a separate mode, right? It's the full game, but like then you're in the game. So it's, it's as, instead of having games that were designed for VR specifically, we're going to have a lot of these uh, big budget AAA games are going to also have just a VR mode, uh, just another way to play them. Uh, and so a lot of people, there's been a weird argument going on and I'm not sure how weird it is. In my head, it's weird, but I, I think a lot of people make good points. Um, as to whether this is the correct way moving forward. Uh, is this the best thing for VR? Uh, is this the best thing for PSVR 2 specifically? Uh, and so I, and it's, I'm thrilled that we have Wes here because I really, really, really want to hear his opinions on this. So I, I don't know. Do you want to kick this off for us, Wes? Yeah, well, first of all, I, I think that this is great news uh, for VR as a whole because we all know the the one thing that we really... Uh, lack uh, as far as attracting new users into VR are these big AAA titles. And we kind of have been struggling for years with this chicken and egg scenario where we can't get users if we don't have AAA games, but we can't get AAA developers if we don't have users to buy the games and, and, and so on and so forth. And I've long uh, been a proponent hoping wishing that sony would implement something like a 3d theater mode inside of playstation vr where they have a a, a version of their AAA releases their spider-mans their god of wars what have you where you can put the headset on go play on a screen in vr a huge screen in 3d it might not be native vr uh, but i do think it would sell headsets but this this approach this hybrid approach completely blows that out of the water uh, and I think as long as they don't do this exclusively, that this is a great thing. And obviously, we, we're still going to need uh, games that are built from the ground up for VR so we could get that rich interaction that we all love. Um, but I think as long as they keep a nice balance, give us the blockbuster games, give us the, the VR mode, if you will, but still give us some other games, give us the Farpoint sequel, uh, give us uh, sequels in general. Uh, I think that uh, this is going to be a really good thing, not just for PlayStation VR, but for VR as a whole. Yeah. AJ? Damn good answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> he nailed it on the head once again, man. Uh, I think when it comes to moving the needle, when it comes to selling headsets, the thing that gets people's attention are these well-known IPs, well-known established IPs, and things like that. I love... You know, I love Synth Riders. I love Arashi. I love, uh, like, you know, all these games that are coming out. They don't sell tons and tons of headsets like a uh, Grand Theft Auto would in VR. Like, I mean, you're talking about raising the bar from hundreds, you know, potentially hundreds, trying to crack at best, you know, stuff like even like Beat Saber has just cracked like one million. I'm talking about selling millions and millions of software sales and big AAA games and stuff like that are, are kind of the gateway uh, for getting lots of people to buy headsets. And then they try it and they're like, this is amazing. And then other developers will benefit from it as well. There's games, there are some games, indie games and stuff, uh, or either indie studios or built from the ground up games that can move the needle, but that's few and far between. We VR is not going to sustain itself 
off of one Saints and Sinners tier game a year. It needs a little bit more for that than that. It needs more variety for people, uh, for other types of players as well. Yeah, you're you're never going to convince AAA studios to spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on an untested market. But what it seems like Sony's doing, in uh, based on all of the hardware specs and a lot of the stuff that's built into PSVR two, is that they're trying to make it super super fucking easy to just literally flip a switch and be like, okay, now your game's in VR, right? Now you got to go back in and retool a few things for the orb controllers and getting your hands in there and like you know actual interaction and stuff, but like working with the OG PS4 has been a nightmare for so many developers because there's just not enough processing power there to flip a switch and make everything run the way it needs to, right? A lot of work went into Resident Evil 7 and then even that was just DualShock 4, right? Wes and I are sitting here saying it's our favorite PSVR game and you're still playing with a DualShock 4. You don't have hands in that game. But then Sony's saying, hey, we're gonna, we, we want this initiative. We want this hybrid initiative to actually take it a step further. We want the VR modes in these games to make it feel like these games were built from the ground up in VR. So it's literally the best of both worlds. Not only getting AAA games uh, that are seemingly coming with your flat screen version on the same disc, but you're also getting like a full immersive VR version of it. And, and I, I have a hard time believing that that could be bad for the industry in any regard whatsoever. If, if we get more Resident Evil 7s, if we get one of those a month, which I, I, I'd venture to guess is, is going, to, it's going to be more than that. Uh, but if we got one of those a month, I mean, that would be infinitely more quality AAA titles than we've gotten over the last five years. I mean, just night and day difference. And I mean, that's a future yeah. I'm looking forward to. And it's a bit of a masterstroke on Sony's part. Now, I've always kind of maintained that Sony doesn't really look at these VR companies as competition because we all know Sony does so much more than just VR. But they all are kind of playing in the same space. And all this innovation that Sony's doing with the hardware, this can be copied. Facebook can do eye tracking, you know. They, you know, Valve could do haptics if they want to. And as much as Facebook is subsidizing, uh, you know, VR gaming by by paying these large uh, developers to make these big IP uh, VR games, uh, there's no way that any other strictly VR player can do anything to even come close to match the kind of catalog that this is going to build for Sony. I think it's absolutely brilliant on their part, uh, kind of uh, winning the game before it even starts. Uh, because we all know it's all about the games. That At the end of the day, it's what we all come for. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I just I, I think it's a really good move from a competitive standpoint on their part. It is a little bit interesting to me because I don't feel like all of the same rules apply to VR. And your practical sense tells you, yes, that is the case. But there's been things that have happened a little bit different to me. That's That's been one of the most exciting things to witness in this first generation of uh, VR, which has mainly mostly been in its infancy, has been like regular rules have not necessarily applied. I mean, there's not a standard... Um, there's not everything has been standardized yet. Stuff like licensed games, which used to be like, oh, like these are these are the light the the crap licensed money grab cash grab games. No, this has been a way for developers to actually get the funding and resources they need to put out a good project because they have they're backed by people with money and bigger studios and stuff that the the smaller independent just you know two three dev 
brothers, sister teams uh, don't have that kind of firepower uh, to, to work with. And so there's things like that. But you mentioned um, you mentioned as well. I don't know. I don't know if this is what you were saying or not, but you were saying that, like, when it comes to the hybrids, this is what's important to me. I think this first gen, I was OK with games being, you know, sometimes with the with the dual shock, uh, especially stuff like Resident Evil. Um, but this is something I want to see moving forward is not just not just games that are just put into VR, you know, not a game that is just third person and you're looking around in the world in VR. I think that is great. But I think what's really going to show people the potential that VR fully has is the what has Sony has said, which is where they want to have a focus on games feeling made for VR as well as the console quality. So not only put into VR, but using the orbs, utilizing the feedback in the in the controllers and the headset, also giving you arms, giving you full body uh, uh, IK and being able to reach out and actually touch and feel. The more immersion you can add to this, I think is going to propel VR even further. Yeah, I th the cats actually yeah. have a lot to say about this too. If you guys, I'm, I'm going to go way out of order on these tips uh, just so I can do this uh, properly for the show. But uh, look for the game cat with the five euros. Says you don't have hands in the game is a story spoiler for Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> that literally made me laugh during that conversation. That was awesome. Thank you. Uh, tax refund the Decalogue defines right and wrong. Game cat with five dollar tip says it's pronounced. Decalogue, and it means the Ten Commandments. It's where we get the expression written in stone because it was written in stone. Man, I, I didn't know I was going to learn anything today, and I'm really, really happy that I did. I should pay more attention in a high school. I went to Catholic school. Long story. Mark Bringsley for the five quid says, I can't see every game being a hybrid game. I can't either, Mark. Uh, I feel it'll be more of a selected number. Um, so let's, you know, there's another great tip that I want I want to address as well, but let's talk to, let's talk to Mark's point first. Like, do do you see a good majority of games moving forward for PSVR two? Uh, these hybrid games, do you expect a lot? Like, what percentage do you guys think we're actually going to see when it comes to, uh, like, say, let's just let's just specify AAA games. What percentage of AAA games do you think are going to also have a PSVR two mode? Okay, so are you asking what percentage of the big AAA releases are going to have a VR mode, yes. or are you asking? what percentage of the big VR releases are going to be hybrid games? No, the first one. Like, let's, okay. let's, take it, let's look at flat screen AAA games. What percentage of those do you think will actually uh, make take advantage of this hybrid option? I, I think that uh, expecting a half is being kind of generous. I don't think it's going to be every game. I think that Sony's smart enough uh, to select uh, games that are going to fit well with VR, uh, we got to keep in mind that, uh, again, it, they're going to want to strike a balance. They're going to want to have games like AJ was talking about, which shows off VR's full potential. But when you consider the numbers, right, 120 million PS4s out there, VR's numbers are still very, very small. So even though we're, we're coming into the next generation of VR, it's still very much going to be an, adoptive, an adoption phase, for most gamers. So they're going to need games that they know how to play. And I feel like that these hybrid titles are, are going to fill that role somewhat. It's going to get them in the headset, put the, put a dual sense in their hands, give them games that they know how to play. And then that will be a bridge 
uh, to some of the other built for VR titles. But uh, to answer your question, I don't think it's going to be, uh, I mean, 20%, maybe 30% of them, uh, I think is being optimistic, to be honest. AJ? Oh, as far as like, yeah, AAA first party or AAA, is it first party or not first party? Let me say all AAA games. All AAA games. Oh, yeah. of all AAA games, then that number goes down just a little bit for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think there's going to be more than what you uh, you might be expecting, though. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a super. I think there'll be a a uh, ample amount that will will hit hit VR as well for sure. I think personally, I think we're going to see a surprising number of Sony first-party AAA games get this treatment. I think we're going to see upwards of fifty percent. That's just that's me being optimistic. Sure, that was I, my first. That was my gut first feeling. Yeah. But if Sony's the one pushing this and saying this is this look look what you can do, guys, and it's very minimal effort and blah blah blah, and they're trying to set the stage for all the other developers out there, I think we could see upwards of fifty percent. I I would say the next Uncharted game, the next Last of Us game, the next I don't know Horizon Gran Turismo. I mean, these games are just fucking fit for it right and but then but then i really think that as far as third party stuff goes we it'll be as low as 10 percent getting the ball rolling and that number will just grow and grow and grow throughout the course of the generation right. as people see more success and they see the numbers and see how many people are playing on psvr too right like how we just saw kind of like ea and motive you know start to dip their toes in a little bit with star wars squadrons please dead space um, please dead space please dead space <laughs> yeah man yeah. uh i wouldn't be surprised if that if that happens with, i wouldn't either with their experience or uh or you know um what was the other one hitman you know those devs ioi interactive uh, io interactive uh you know jumping in for the first time and and yeah like there it's definitely a lot of developers that are starting to have more interest in it so yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to actually really blow people away. Now, when when you say the thing is though, I think there's still going to be th this is the problem with this number. I don't feel comfortable saying fifty percent when it comes to hybrids, but I do think that there's still going to be some spinoffs, some VR only uh, built from the ground up VR, even just smaller games or experiences or something. Not experiences, but games that are smaller than. The, the other AAA ones. Um, so I don't think they're all going to be hybrids, which is why that 50% goes down for me. Mm -hmm. But there's still going to be something that like compensates for that, basically. Well, the other question oh. I want to discuss uh, comes from uh, from a tip from Walid Saeed Faridi. Hopefully I get that name right with the $2 Canadian tip. It says, as long as we get VR exclusives as well, this is good. Now, this is, this is I kind of... I know, I know we've, we're kind of going long on this conversation here, but I feel like this is a very, very important part of this conversation. And that's what do you think all of these, all this AAA, you know, infiltration into the VR space is going to do to all of our beloved uh, indie studios that have been like kind of leading the charge all this time? We got Vitruvius, who made Shadow Legend. You know, they're working on their next big kind of open worldish game. Uh, you know, we got Sin Studio, who just killed it with Swordsman, uh, and he's working on his next game. It's like. Is all of this going to sort of bury those teams a little bit? Like, like, oh, we can play fucking Call of Duty in VR. We can play Resident Evil Village in VR. And here's this, and here's that. It's like, is it? Are are, are we gonna are we gonna lose some excitement for, you know, these teams that we have so much love for? Well, I, I think that they're, they're going to fill a uh, a very important role with with keeping Sony honest. You know, we're we're talking about how we still want. Uh, games that are, are developed specifically for VR. And I feel like if Sony doesn't give us those games, that these guys will. 
now beyond that, uh, you know, I, I think they all stand to benefit, or at least a, a good portion of them stand to benefit from all of the extra users that are coming into VR. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if uh, the top indie studios end up being acquired either by Facebook, by Sony. There's going to be a bit of a run on these studios if VR starts to take off the way we all think it's going to. And I think that uh, a lot of these indie studios won't be indie for, for very long. Yeah, I, I totally let Wes go first because he basically said exactly what I was thinking. Um, I think if anything, they're going to benefit from it when, you know, because these are going to push the hardware. And <clears throat> when I was talking about earlier, how this, the normal rules don't apply to, to VR. Um, it's because I really feel like the hardware itself is a selling point. Not necessarily while, while games and have always been what pushes, um, you know, consoles. I, I think that's still just as important. But I also think the PSVR 2 hardware is going to be able to push a ton of sales just by itself as well. And and I think uh, indie, indie devs are going to benefit from that as a result. Two things. First, I know when I'm petting Tornado, it kind of looks like I'm giving Wes a handy. I apologize for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> looks like. <laughs> like. There's only one reason he's stuck around this long. Um, no, but the, uh, but the other thing is, I think I actually think Johnny Rye popped the stray cat in the chat, killed it with his uh, comment. He said, to the point, though, Brian, the small teams have been there. Uh, the small teams that have been there will be just like the indie devs of flat screen games. There will be a good balance. And I 100% agree with you. Um, I think, you know, there was a point where you know, AAA games got really stale and really boring. And, and before VR came around, I looked to indie games and indie studios, uh, like Gone Home, to, to give me, like, something refreshing and something interesting and something heartfelt and something new and interesting to, to be excited for in video games. And I, and I think that that will continue to be the trend in VR, even next generation. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll obviously get the big blockbuster things from big studios, but then we'll get these, you know, maybe emotional experiences or, or, or interesting or, or discovering new ways to use VR that maybe big studios aren't willing to take a risk on. And, uh, and that to me is, is like super exciting. Indie yeah, devs. Good... Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. In indie devs to me, once the indie dev scene becomes oversaturated, that's going to pose more of a threat. The in independent developers, independent games are going to pose more of a threat to each other than I think AAA games are at some point. I mean, of course, if you release a indie game, a really niche indie game uh, against a, a AAA game, of course, it's going to get buried um, in most cases. But but I think what, what I noticed with the PS4 generation was that independent support independent game developer support was this huge selling point it was massive at first and then towards the end now you're getting rainbow uh rainbow unicorn laser princess and like Sweet. all these other all these other weird obscure named games i mean i know it sounds amazing but 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 uh i just you know curses and chaos and stuff um these games start to struggle because there's just so much to keep up with. And so they really, it's really up to the indie devs at this point to, to find their way of getting, getting their name out there more so than just, just because you're on this big uh, successful system means you're going to sell a whole bunch. It's not going to completely work that way. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's going to force them to, to to up their game, right? Because there's still right. plenty of room for innovation in VR. I mean, right. it's still the 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 frontier days, and uh, not only innovation with gameplay, but I mean. We're seeing VR give birth to new genres of games that we've never seen before. And I still think that there's a lot of uh, that left uh, to be seen. And basically, it's going to force these indie devs to to uh, make sure before they go with the game that they have a good, a good solid concept like that, something different. And it's going to pretty much... Uh, make them think twice before they produce some like steam VR level shovelware and then try to bring it to the Sony store. It's just not going to work. Um, Wes, I hope you don't have anywhere to be, man, because we're just getting now getting to the main focus of the show. Uh, and, I'm good, bro. And that is our, uh, that is our fract review. Fract uh, officially comes out tomorrow for the deluxe edition, uh, for, uh, for anyone who decided to pay the $35 for it. And then on the 20th for the standard edition, which is uh 29 um, but review embargo lifts today, and uh, all three of us have played it, and I think we have a lot to say uh, in, in a true uh, Gamescast Live fashion. We definitely want to start with what we loved about Fract. Um, Wes, you are the guest of honor. What what are you loving about Fract so far? Well, uh, I'm loving a lot about Fract, to be quite honest, but what I really, uh, probably my favorite thing about this title specifically is the fact that it shows what the original headset can still do if people develop uh, for the PlayStation 5 uh, with, uh, I'm sorry, I'm tripping over my words. This is the first game we've had uh, on PlayStation VR that, that's developed specifically with uh, maximizing what the PS5 can do. And it, it, there's been a lot of debate, maybe not so much in your community, but in the larger VR community with how viable this headset still is. Does it have another year? Can it make it another year until we get the next iteration? Uh, I think playing Fract, seeing how beautiful this game is, how crystal clear it looks on that, you know, 1080 by 960 OLED from five years ago, uh, it just goes to show... Um, one, uh, that we need more of this on PS5, not only patches uh, for older PSVR titles, but newer VR titles that really focus on utilizing PlayStation 5 to its fullest potential. Uh, I guess the short answer would be it's beautiful graphically, uh, but really, uh, you know, I only tried it on PS5, and I think that has at least something to do with how, how awesome it looks. Yeah, no, I can't, I mean... I think I think that's probably the number one thing that everybody says about Fract the second they try it, uh, and it's a it's a combination of you know obviously the technical uh, achievements that it's that it does, um, you know, and it does and it does scale for for anyone who's playing it on the OG PS4. It's not going to look quite as good, uh, but you know it's it's got it uses what what's what's the Uncapped term dynamic resolution uh, dynamic resolution. resolution. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Uh, and so, and so, basically, it just it just pushes uh, the pushes the visuals to whatever the console is capable of, and uh, and it just looks fucking beautiful. But part of that, but part of what it, why it looks so beautiful is the art design. You can see just like from watching uh, this extended gameplay trailer <clears throat> that it's just so colorful, and so few shooters take that risk of saying, "Hey, we're gonna make a, a game all about you know blowing people away with guns and shit and running around and blowing shit up, and we're also gonna make it." like just rainbow colored. It's just 
these amazing bright like saturated colors it looks like borderlands but even borderlands has sort of a pale look in comparison to this uh this just this just blows it away uh from from a visual like a, like a artistic standpoint i guess i'm just i'm just the, the guys at end dream the, the guys the girls everybody at end dreams fucking killed it fracking killed it yeah it looks amazing and on like you said on ps5 looks even better this is one things this is one of the things where the oled screen actually has a huge advantage because again that contrast those those really black blacks those really purple neon purples and stuff that just look stunning um and it looks fantastic and yeah this just goes to show you when people think psvr is always blurry it's like no it's the game i mean Granted, we are playing on PS5, so maybe this isn't the same tech that was available. The resources that we're were available still playing through then. the same headset. It is playing the through headset's the headset, so capable it you, of it. Right, right. The headset itself is capable of it. But man, for me, uh, the gameplay, the gameplay in this game is so good that they nailed the locomotion system. It is just like everything. Everything feels exactly almost like we're that standardized feel. It is and um yeah i mean there's the cover system that's that's absolutely fantastic they made the guns really easy to use but gameplay wise my favorite thing this is pro- this is my favorite thing about the game period the skiing sections man oh my god the mix of skiing and shooting and action i i remember people telling me when i made dream borders in dreams uh, people kept telling me, oh, you should add guns and stuff. And I was like, I have no idea how I would do that, how that would make <laughs> sense. This uses the action movie trope to allow you to make, to combine like extreme sports like skiing and then, uh, th- you know, shooting. And to me, it just makes for this just like high octane, uh, really amazing experience. Yeah. You covered a lot of ground yeah. there. And, and uh, the, the cover system is just incredible. Like this is, it's just, it's how has this not been done well before? I mean, you know, I, I made a joke in my, uh, I kind of kicked off my review by talking about Crisis on the Planet of the Apes, which is like, which is, it is a joke trying to compare Crisis on the Planet of the Apes, like a terrible fucking VR experience to this, you know, super crazy polished over the top, like high production values action game that just sort of does everything right. Uh, comparing those two is ridiculous, but the fact is, is, Three years ago, four years ago, whenever Crisis on the Planet of the Apes came out, it did it it it, it did show us that hey, there's a great way to use cover in VR, and it's super duper simple. Just grab onto a surface and pull yourself in and out of cover. Grab onto a wall. You can climb up doing the exact same thing, and it's just it made so much sense. And so, to see a game that looks and plays this well to also use that mechanic, I mean, I don't think it's the hardest game in the world. I feel like I could have run into a lot of rooms with guns blazing. But it was just way more fun to grab onto a crate or grab onto a wall and like pull myself in and out and play. Like getting into the role. We always talk about role playing in VR games. That's something that I wanted to do. In fact, I wanted to hide behind boxes and, and shoot and, and do some blind firing because it was just more fun to play that way. When the game gives you a mechanic and says you don't have to play it this way, like this reminds me of Arashi, right? It says Ar- Arashi gave you a ton of things to do, but didn't really like reward you for doing it the way they wanted you to this does big time just in the fun factor i'm so it's too much fun to play it the way they want you to yeah i, I agree wholeheartedly uh, uh with both you and aj I, I think that that skiing 
the skiing sections in this game are so fun. I feel that that mechanic, they could build a game around just that. Yeah. Just like a, a basic arcade shooter game where you're uh, where you're skiing downhill and using the, the head-based uh, 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 steering to uh, to m make your way down. I, I had so much fun doing that. That's probably the, the highlight of the game to me. And, um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and with regards to the... Uh, the uh, the cover system I, I enjoyed that for the most part i found it really interesting that we're here on this uh excuse me in this uh mining facility and uh i don't know if there's another mining facility on the planet that has this many zip lines in it i mean those zip <laughs> right. lines are everywhere yep. and i really appreciate it even if they were a bit out of place yeah definitely tons of them i mean and and you know on to <laughs> piggyback off that a little bit too the the climbing in this game, there's really, without getting into anything, you know, too deep, there's really some stuff that reminds me, like, very reminiscent of Uncharted. Um, oh, like, yeah. I don't want to go into the specifics, but there was a lot of little sections that were very, like, cinematic. Everything's blowing up and you're trying to escape, and they, they combine all those VRAF things we talk about that we know and love so much, and uh, the climbing, the swinging around, all that sorts of stuff is just absolutely incredible the kind of experience that i've always wanted uh and and they jam pack it in here yeah climbing is something that's kind of been done to death at this point in vr i mean when people hear uh, us praising the climbing in the game you know vr veterans are like Shh, whatever I, i've i've done been there done that well you really haven't because it isn't so much about the climbing mechanic as it is what's going on around you right while you're climbing that's right. what really makes those uh sections and i i thought exactly the same thing uh like this is this is amazing this is awesome uh they really nailed that uh that action movie vibe that they're going for uh in those uh sequences yeah yeah, yeah. uh tax refund the decalogue defines right and wrong game cap i'm so happy i know how to pronounce that two dollar tip says is it a weak one a strong two or a three orbs 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 uh Let's let's get there. We'll we'll get there. We'll we'll do a little why we love rating system at the end of this, um, but uh, but, we're, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, but we'll keep that in mind. Tax refund. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I kind of want to start picking apart this game, and, and I think and this isn't going to go strictly into the negatives already because obviously there's so much good stuff to talk about with this game. But I do want to start picking apart different elements of this and hearing what you guys have to say about it because I don't know what you're gonna th what you're gonna tell me. What did you think of the story? The bland action movie story. Uh, the voice acting was good and stuff, um, but really, you know, you it's you and the character Rosales, and and there it's really just to kind of push the story along. I mean, you're you're this action hero guy that that goes up and and uh, yeah, you're basically just saving the world. And but but the characters are all forgettable, and and yeah, characters are all forgettable. It's not it's weak characters, but. But it has to be there to push the story along. Wes, yeah, no. I, I, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. For uh, for transparency's sake, um, you you said you're not quite done with the game yet, right? I have not finished it. I'm I'm about eighty percent there, but you're right. I have not finished the game so far. What do you think of the story? I, I think it serves its purpose. I think AJ's correct, and I want to be very clear about something. Uh, the voice acting's great. Like yeah. the, from a from an audio perspective. Everything's wonderful, whether we're talking about 
uh, spatial audio, whether we're talking about the soundtrack, which is awesome, yes. and, and and the voice acting, uh, all of that's top notch. Uh, but the, uh, the the story itself is a bit cliche, uh, but it serves its purpose. It wasn't bad per se, uh, but that that's not really why we're playing. You're not not playing this because you want to know what happens next. You're playing this because you want to do what happens next. The main character's got this deep voice that just pushing along. See, and, and as good as as good, his voice is fine. But like, I also think it's very generic, right? I don't. I, I at the end of the game, I had no compassion for for him or the girl on the radio. I was like, it doesn't it doesn't matter, man. I don't care what yeah. happens to these characters whatsoever. I'm like, I've I've, I've seen the game through. I'm done. I'm good to go. Um, and and there was a moment. There was a moment in this game where it's. There's, I think it only happens once where they stop you in your tracks and you can't progress any further you're in a locker room and 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 she's on the radio you're having this conversation this back and forth i'm running around the room going how the fuck do i get out of here and i'm thinking and i'm realizing oh i have to wait for this conversation to be over like it's it's very brief uh it almost never happens any other time and i'm and i'm like is it is this about are we about to have a heartfelt moment here and they didn't <laughs> i was like <laughs> and and i felt like that was a little bit of a missed opportunity because because if if they had slowed it down a little bit and and, and given me a little bit more backstory on these characters and who i am and who, and who this girl is and, and 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 everything that's happening and like maybe give me some backstory a little bit maybe i could have cared because they were so close like they actually made me start paying attention i was like ooh, what's what's going on here they, they made me stop running around shooting bad guys what's what what are they talking about let's listen and, and, and nothing happened. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. And the yeah. bad guy burst in and opened the door, and I was like, and off we go. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so, uh, so yeah, so it was, it was, it, 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 it was passable. The story was passable, but yeah, I think it, I think it served a purpose. Uh, and that was just to give you an excuse to keep playing. Do you think that maybe the, the, the storyline was a bit of a victim of the pacing of the game? This is a very uh, fast paced game. And uh, I could totally see it being the case that really there, there was no time for a relationship to develop between the two characters in the game because you're always pretty much running from start to finish uh, from the time that you uh, put the headset on. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there, wasn't, there really wasn't enough time for it to develop. There was, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. I mean, it's you. You never know what happens behind the scenes, right? Like, was was there was there initially a vision for a bigger, more you know, more elaborate story? We have no idea. Um, but I, I would love to find out those details at some point. Yeah. Game certainly would have had to be delayed. It would have had to have been delayed and more time to uh, have that stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the soundtrack, Wes, because I loved the soundtrack. Um, yeah, it's quite good. I love the presentation of a lot of the action. You know, not, this game doesn't really worry about motion sickness. It just went for what's the what's all the best stuff about Blood and Truth. Now let's give it full locomotion and make it ten times crazier and beautiful. Man, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We should probably address that big elephant in the room that, uh, that everyone's already talking about in chat. It's too long. The it's game just, is yeah, too long. Just drags and drags and drags. It goes on and on forever. And man, I mean, I like games to be long, but shit, no. Uh, yeah, Brian, this game is super duper ooper short. I mean, by the time it took me to say that, you could have already played through the game twice. It is very short. 
So it took me two and a half hours and I did everything I possibly could. I looked for every single coin. I don't know if I found them all because trophies are still not live, I think, as far as right now. Um, and so I need to go back in and see if I missed any, tro if missed any, uh, missed any coins. Uh, and I found, I mean, I searched the crap out of all of these places and, uh, Took my time, collected all the ammo, made sure every dude was dead before I even tried to like do what I was supposed to do in each room. And uh, and still, I think I, I came in at under two and a half hours. AJ, I think you said you were closer to two hours. Yeah. And now the and that was looking for coin stuff too. Okay, so you know, as always, you're better than I am. And the outlier, but the, I think the outlier here, and I'm so glad you're here to uh, to represent a little bit of a different perspective, Wes, uh, is you. Tell, tell us where you're at with this. So I've got about three hours in the game and I'm not finished. Now, with that said, I experienced a crash about 20 to 30 minutes into the game and had to start over. So I, we could say effectively I'm about two and a half hours into the game with two chapters yet to go. Um, yeah, with that said, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of notorious for being uh, meticulous in my play style. I always... It always takes me hours longer than anyone else. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that you guys finished it a lot sooner than I would. Uh, this is just kind of how I play. Now, with that said, uh, I did all of my gameplay came this afternoon after I already knew I was coming on here. So maybe I kind of uh, got a little sloppy. I did die quite a bit uh, in some of these uh, larger, you know, uh, sequences uh, that I feel maybe I would have, uh, if I would have. Uh, take taking a more cautious role with it like I normally would maybe I would have actually ended up getting through it a little bit quicker uh, but yeah I, you know even for my standards I, I could tell it is going to be a bit short uh, even if I, I didn't make it quite uh, make it through quite as quickly as you two did you know uh, it, it it it's an interesting conversation here because it, typically when you talk about how long a game is you, you the next thing you look at is the price tag. You're looking at a at a value proposition between the price tag of the game, which is substantial for a VR game, versus the the, the amount of time played. Uh, but there is a precedence here. Uh, you know, typically I'm not in the business of recommending games that are two and three hours long and cost thirty dollars. But uh, Transference I loved, and it was only a couple hours long, and it was thirty bucks when it launched. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if you guys are going to end up recommending this or not, but if you do, I, it won't be the first time uh, that we've had a game this short that we ended up loving in the end anyway, in spite of it. That's a good, uh, it's a good reference point because I've, been I've actually been trying to come up with good uh, co comparable games that launched the same price, had short campaigns, just to sort of – because, dude, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody thinks that I have some sort of chart over here where I say, well – Three-hour campaign, great graphics, eh, needed more enemy variety, 7.5 out of 10. Like, you know, there's no mathematical equation. I struggled with this score, right? Yeah, I, I, I ended, Yeah, I ended up adding 8.2 out of 10, and I bounced all over the place, right? Because if this game had managed to keep up its intensity and, uh, and, and, and fun factor for another two hours, we'd be in, like, the high nine range. Right? We'd be, yeah. I'd be talking about this is one of my favorite games ever made. This is like one of my, the best VR games out there. And in the, so it, you can't, to, to me, you can't get partway through this game or halfway through this game and say, this is the best thing I've ever played. And then it ends too quickly and give it a six. 
right? I, I can't do that. Like, it just it doesn't feel right to me because like while it's amazing, it's amazing. And so, and, and you know, and so that's why that's why the market uh, as low as it did with an eight point two. Uh, but it, there's there's no scientific backing here. If somebody said, "Oh, this is a seven to me because of the length only," I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I totally understand where you're coming from." Somebody else says it's a nine, and the length is like, you know, it doesn't matter as much because what's there is so intense and so much fun and so polished. I'd be like, "Yeah, I understand that too." Uh, so it's it's a really really tough game to rate. I think you did a good job of kind of balancing that out. This is an easier one to say. It's easier to rate this game by buy it now, wait for a sale, or, you know, whatever. Uh, I think it's easier to describe with that than it is a numbering system. But I think you, you found a good little balance between there. Um, but for me, this is this is where the, the length of the game, um, <laughs> the length of the game kind of comes into play here because I'm typically, you know, there's all sorts of different types of gamers. Uh, I'm the type of person that loves really long games. Even if they're a little padded at sometimes, even if they have like a couple issues here and there, I love hours like at least when especially when it comes to VR, I usually never settle for anything less than 5 hours. Um because I feel like you don't get to spend enough time with the game. You don't get to it, you don't get to like really go in depth with it. And I think that's a problem with this game overall is that Everything from start to finish, I remember about halfway through this game or even by like the third level, I was like, this is not only one of the best VR games I've played, but this is like, one, I feel like one of my, the best games I've ever played in my life because of how exciting it is. But then when it ended, I was singing a much different tune because <laughs> he called you know, me up. He was so mad. <laughs> like I, had to, I felt well, like I was talking him down from a fucking ledge. Like you don't even was, understand how angry he was. <laughs> I was really mad because I, I love depth and I love I love depth to gameplay. I love depth to to uh, all sorts of things. I love replay value, and this is where the game I think gets hit the most. Is like I think uh, this game, uh, like to me, it still is hard for me to say that this is a great or amazing game. I feel like this is an amazing experience to me. And that's, you know, that's just me being thick-headed and that's just my standards and and what what my per, uh, point of view I don't, is. But, I don't think that's thick-headed at all. I think a lot of us are in the exact same boat. Like I, I think we all would have yeah. loved to have, for this game to get, you know, to go on yeah. for hours and hours and and, and we discover deeper gameplay mechanics and more weapons and just like and just, you know yeah. upgrades and shit and it's like but yeah. That, that's I think I, that's what 99% of us would have preferred. I defended I defended like Moss at launch because I remember a lot of people saying that it was too short. But the thing about Moss is I felt like it 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 had like um, like the gameplay you got to see it develop some and like and I felt like by the end of it there was like a closure to it. This game I didn't feel so much like I felt like wow that was a great experience. Okay now let me go back to playing Arashi, which I can replay a hundred times even with its little issues. It's like I can I can learn new things, fi find new ways to experience this. Now the good news here is that like you know I have played through Fract a few times now, and it's fun every single time you play it. But but that's not how you're supposed to get value out of your game when is that it's so short that you have to replay it over and over and over to get the core value out of it. And you had mentioned earlier, Brian, that there was stuff like where it stops you and, and you start. There was one point in the story oh, uh, there yeah. was like the only story moment in the game where where it stops you and it starts talking about a story or something and mentions something. Uh, 
when when and then you also mentioned in your review that some of the gameplay ends up being just kind of like wave based them coming in there and like you start to see some of the shallowness that some yeah. of the gameplay has and it doesn't give you any time to actually see it that's the problem with short games is that it this in this situation particularly it doesn't let the gameplay develop completely uh it it kind of does this amazing thing and then it like sticks to that and then just does more of it and that's the problem I have with it. Well, let me ask you, AJ, would it change your opinion any uh, if, you know, in the context of, you know, the, the story being too short, the story campaign rather being too short, but w what if there was another layer to the gameplay that gave it more replayability? For example, one of my favorite releases of this year is Sniper Elite. And Sniper Elite is great because it's so replayable because there's a scoring system and there's leaderboards to chase and there's all of these different achievements that you can get outside of the story campaign. Uh, now, obviously, that might not be a perfect fit for this gameplay, but I would say like uh, like, like a speedrunning-based scoring system, you know, how fast can you get through the levels as compared to your friends? I think something like that could have worked in, in the... Uh, super fast intense gameplay loop that they've got going on here now would something like that or something to that effect uh do you think it would have changed your opinion at the end of it all yes absolutely i'll keep this one short because i went on a big rant right there <laughs> um but but uh but yeah overall yeah i want this what would have made me easily like not hesitate is yeah some i want more like some skiing trials where where you get to do instead of having to replay those things again there's a billion different combinations i can think of mm -hmm. for the skiing things there's more collectibles you know again to mention arashi and sniper elite vr they have not just one collectible but they have like you know sniper elite in particular has leaderboards then it's got hidden eagles then it has like you know hidden artifacts and stuff you can find arashi has these trees you can find has these things you can dig up has all these different things anything like that but for fract particular i would have just liked yeah some sort of tailor-made challenge levels that you could tack on and and have some fun with absolutely yes yeah. or just or just literally put a timer in the top left hand corner of the screen and and say go you know you have you have 40 minutes to to beat the game you know and just and see the timer counting down like there's all these things that they could do like all these additional modes they could have added without a whole lot of extra work tacked on you know, skiing challenges as as silly as it is to say you know oh like ski through rings you know fly through rings let's do the pilot wings give thing. it to me give absolutely. it to me absolutely absolutely i would play the fuck out of some skiing levels like just yes. give me the same slopes you already gave me and just and, and give me like 10 variations of ring challenges and and suddenly i feel like i've gotten way more money's worth because now i'm now there's something that's replayable here and, I, and, I'm, and i'm or maybe there's online leaderboards or maybe there's a trophy associated with it or something and that's and that's enough for me to say oh man okay i, I played this for another hour because of this particular challenge or, or destructible climbing challenges you know stuff that you're trying to climb through shit that's exploding like like there's so many different uh things you could think of for this it just didn't have it guys uh we got walid sahid faridi again i have to say it slowly so i don't screw it up uh the canadian five dollars is do you guys recommend waiting for a psvr2 version of this also you pronounce my name perfectly keep it up uh keep up the great work love you guys we love you too walid um 
I here, here's my, I'm going to answer this before you guys even have a chance. At this point, I wouldn't really wait for PSVR two versions of anything because I think as we've talked about, we're going to see we're going to see games that sort of blow PSVR one out of the water when PSVR two rolls around. We're going to see a bunch of PSVR one, uh, you know, re, they're going to be remade for PSVR two. Um, but I, I think at that point, a lot of us would be ready to have moved on and be like, okay, let's let's see what the next generation of like AAA VR stuff brings. Uh, so I think some games like this, as great as it is and as much fun as we're having with it, will we'll get lost in the mix. Be like, oh, yeah, remember that game from like a year and a half ago? And it's like, oh, yeah, here it is again. Cool. Does it have new levels? No? All right, well, then let's fucking play Resident Evil Village. Yeah, this game in particular, I, I wouldn't recommend waiting out for a PS... Not for PSVR 2. This is a... This game does everything with the PS... VR one hardware perfectly, mm-hmm. so there's nothing that PSVR two can really enhance for this. No, I'd say yeah, that's wait for a sale uh, if anything, if if you're concerned about the length, wait for a sale, but I wouldn't say wait for PSVR two. Sorry, Wes. No, I was basically going to say exactly what AJ said. This this game stand doesn't really stand to gain anything uh, from the play PlayStation VR two uh, hardware. Like th- this game is is built around psvr1 and uh you know outside of a a few bells and whistles like facial haptics uh, i don't think there's anything that's going to be really game changing uh with regards to this game uh in the new hardware now i guess we should wrap this up by answering tax refunds (laughs) yeah uh the decalogue defines so guys the the rating scale is is it a one which is you need to go ahead and go buy this game right now a strong or a two which is wait for a sale or if you got the extra money or uh this is just your kind of experience that you have to have uh or is it a three which is don't buy this hold off you know just just put your psvr back in the closet or, uh, go what's get what's it doing in the closet? You. Stop putting your PSVRs <laughs> in the closet. There's no way you're ever going to pull it back out if you disconnect it. Stop putting your PSVRs in the closet. No one puts PSVR in the closet. So what is this one to you guys? <laughs> Wes, you're up, man. What, what do you rate this? Well, um, this is difficult for me. Um, because on one hand, you have one of the most polished experiences I've ever uh, played on, on PlayStation VR. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you have a fairly high price tag. And when you consider the price tag, you have to consider everything else that's on the store that you can get for $30. And you can get most of the, the games on the PSN store for 30 bucks, And even the ones like Blood and Truth that are 40 often go on sale for 30 Like You won't have to they're wait like for 15, very long. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Super yeah. So uh, it's difficult to me. And, and price is a very subjective thing you know you know 30 bucks to me might not be 30 bucks to you it's a it's a different thing but for me uh i cherish the idea that this is uh one of only a handful of games that i can play with my playstation 5 and see benefit from it like i can play my whole psvr catalog on ps5 but i can pretty much count on one hand uh, the games that I can tell a difference between my Pro yep. and my PS5. So that makes it worth it for me. Now, at the same time, I realize that most people aren't in that boat yet. Uh, so for those people, I, it's probably going to be a two. But for me, I, I would say it's a three. Wait. Rep- What's that? Did, wait, did you say three? 
Uh, Yeah, for for me and my personal circumstances, as someone who who has 30 bucks in their pocket and a PlayStation 5 that I need games for, I'm not... You got it backwards. You're giving it a one then. I'm giving it a one. Well, I'm reading... (laughs) I thought so... But, uh, don't don't I'm, listen I'm to the chat, man. Don't listen to the chat. Chairface is in the chat. He's like, tonight I'm cleaning out my closet. I found a PSVR. Don't, these guys are just here to fuck with us, right? Okay. Did, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading your uh, your little like... thing here in in the Discord, and it says week one, strong <laughs> oh, two. Oh no, no, sorry. That was uh, that was the comment copying paste. Yeah, okay. I, I, I I'm not sorry that I bought it for thirty bucks. Yeah. But I recognize that a lot of people aren't in my situation, and those people might want to wait for a sale. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's a definitely an extremely big, like extremely strong two. Uh, I, you know, I received a review copy for this game. Thank you so much, In Dreams. I think they killed it with what it is. But if you're like me and you like really long games, uh, then you you have to get this one on sale because chances are you're going to play it once or twice, uh, a couple times at most, and then you're done with it, ready to move on. And uh, that's a lot of money. I was, you know, Brian said, Brian told you, I, I called him and I was really upset or he called me. I don't remember, but we talked on the phone. We talked on the phone and I didn't pay this game. And I was super upset about the length of this game and I didn't pay. So I only imagine if there's people out there like me that like longer games, more, most bang for their buck. Uh, but again, that being said, I agree with everything Wes said. This game is a must play whether you get it now or not, the good news is it's uh, it's still on sale at this time for the most part in yeah. the U.S. at least. Uh, so there is you know twenty five. I would just get the standard edition. Yep. Uh, either get it on the the twenty five uh, sale price or you know wait for a little bit steeper, fifteen at the least, uh, and then gra- go there. Yeah, it's I've never had a tougher time rating a game ever because it is 100% one of the most polished, most most perfectly playing games I've ever played on PlayStation VR and then it ends. And and if it again if it was if it was even an hour and a half, 2 hours longer, we'd be talking about like how this is going to fit into the top 10 of our next top 25 list. And now we're talking about or I'm personally thinking how this is going to be somewhere in the 20 to 25 range. However, I still think it might find a spot there. Uh, on the top 25 list. So I think this is one of the best things you'll ever play on PlayStation VR. It just doesn't last long enough. And so that's really, really hard to, you know, to to, to basically balance those two uh, sides of the coin. It's a super strong two only because, like, it's 30 bucks. And so, uh, and so you know, if, if 30 bucks isn't that big of a deal to you, then, like, this is something you're definitely, definitely going to want to play. And, uh, and if it is that big of a deal to you, then definitely wait for a sale. But absolutely pick it up the second it's affordable to you. Um, it's it's unbelievable what they've done here. Or just play the demo, like, three more times, and you'll pretty much get the idea. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so. Well, um, you got to experience the skiing and the shooting, though. Go ahead, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Let, let me ask you this, Brian. Um, well, again, to AJ's point, we're, we're sitting here, we're saying wait for a sale. It is on sale. So right. let's take the $30 price tag out of the equation for a moment and let's let's talk about it in the context of what you can buy it for actually right now. 25 uh, is that Do you the, recommend uh, it? Do yeah, you recommend 25. it at its current price which is what like 26 27 dollars something like that? It's better. It's better. See that's it the makes problem. It a little bit better. Because if it was 20 bucks I'd be saying up and down I'd be like, "Oh man, we've definitely paid 20 dollars for like way less polished, way less right. content." And but as soon as you get to that $30 mark, it's it, it starts to get a little bit uh, iffy. And so somewhere in the middle it's 
less iffy, you know? So I, I you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna quibble over a few dollars here. I, I'm, I'm still in the same boat with the sale. Um, because I think for most people who have an issue with the length and the price, it's going to have to get under $20 for them to be happy. Um, so I, I think that's, I think that's where a lot of people will find themselves. But again, it's, it's just, it's just so polished. It's so polished that I'm sort of not happy. I'm, I'm, it's, I, how, I've, I'm so I'm torn, man. I'm torn, right? I, I, I don't. I, you can, I don't. There's. I don't do ten dollars an hour for any game. Uh, I don't. I don't usually accept no. that. So no, it's it's it does seem very it does seem unacceptable until you go. Oh man, this is like it's just so good though. And like we just I don't know. You know, I, I kind of wish I. You think I've calmed down? I was definitely going to go a lot harsher with what I had oh, to yeah. say about the length and. And stuff, and I definitely have calmed down by now. And like I said, the good news is you can replay it, and, and it's still fun, and and it, it hopefully is worth it. But but yeah, I need I need perspective is what I need. I need I need time, yeah. right? So I you know I, I got my review. I spent I stayed up all night getting that review done, uh, which is why I'm fucking dead tired right now. Uh, and then uh, and then I'm gonna have to like come come back and revisit this subject in a few days, maybe a week or so, maybe when the top twenty five debate happens in like a week yeah. and a half, two weeks. That'll and once I've had a little time and a little bit of perspective, I think I'm going to be able to come down on this and say, you know, it's absolutely worth it for a certain price or whatever. But I'm not I'm not there yet. It's, it's too new. The recency bias is 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 definitely uh, clouding my perspective a little bit. Yeah. So. OK, guys, super duper long show today. Right. It's very happy that you guys are here. Uh, but we, we can't finish a show without a little game of PSVR 20 questions. Wes, are you familiar with how this game is played? I am familiar with it. Uh, I, I'm probably not going to be on Dave's level, though, as a fill-in here. But, yes, I know what we're doing. Okay. Well, I am taking the role of the host today, and I have got a PlayStation VR game in mind. And oh, okay. is everything okay over there? Yeah, I asked you. Oh, you said you'll host one. Okay, yeah, I got it. I missed it. <clears throat> it's okay. It's quite all right. I've got a game picked out. I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you, Wes, and you, AJ, and everybody in the chat uh, to, to help out. Uh, get 20 yes or no questions to figure out uh, the game that I'm thinking of, the PlayStation VR game I'm thinking of. I'm going to put the six-minute timer up from Timertopia. Uh, and so good, good luck, guys. Are you ready? I like Emily Baxter's first question. Is it a PSVR game? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, this, this is Emily's first time here. <laughs> all right so aj you go with the uh the the standard r-s-t-l-n-e questions <laughs> you know what questions to ask <laughs> that was a real uh, fortune reference it. nice it is <laughs> uh all right man yeah well just just ask anything that tries to narrow it down we want to try to get the category and the genre uh a little bit first okay you've, already, you've already yeah 30 seconds already gone off the clock Oh, what the hell, man? I didn't say I was ready. <laughs> oh, wait, okay. you didn't say you're ready. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Now I need to reset it. Here, let's get dash dash world yeah, back I up. Did, I never said I was ready. <laughs> no, I was just, I, I thought it was hilarious. You guys talking away Cheater. and stuff. Me cheating. I want you to win. I, uh, unlike you guys, I'm on your side. Okay, ready, go. Is it a horror game? Yes. Look at that. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. Uh, does it support move controllers? It does support the move controllers. Um, does it support the Dual Shock as well? It does support the Dual Shock as well. Um. Well, uh, is it a mo Is there a movie tie-in to it? There's not a movie tie-in. Sorry, Chuck. uh, 
<laughs> is it uh let's see what was i gonna say is it trippy at all yeah yeah it's 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 trippy Hmm. Um, you gotta be quick. Just spit it out. <laughs> what, what, was it released within the last three years? It was not released in the last three years. Is it blurry? I don't think this is blurry. No, no, this game is not blurry. That's seven. Okay. Um, is it longer than three hours? <laughs> On average. I like it. <laughs> uh, to roll credits, it is not longer than three hours. It's not longer than three hours for this. And it's kind of an, it's an earlier one. Uh, let's see. I think Transference came out within the last couple of years. <laughs> Serial Killers is fully a dear father. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> One day, one day, one day, I, I you know what? I'm I'm gonna go to bat. I'm gonna bet anybody who wants to bet a pizza that we'll get fully of this Halloween. <laughs> it's not happening. I just really want it to happen. Yeah, was this a uh, so this game came out within like the first year? I'm guessing then. First ooh, two. Ooh, yeah. old Darth. I like where you're thinking here. Uh, wait, no, but it's not based on a movie. There's no, it's not based on a movie, right? Um, uh, it uses move support. What what's the time at Brian? 335 you got more than half your time left is it on a ooh that's okay we got some good ones in here from flame hat and is it on a roller coaster it's not on a roller coaster okay that eliminates is so it many a, games um <laughs> is it an escape the room it is not an escape room game that's 10 don't knock twice is based on a movie that's true. um what's the time brian 307 you get more you got half your time okay, left and half your time. questions left okay good um yeah well i'm trying to think of what came out in the first year that's the hard part um first year ish i want to say Ooh, uh are you blind in this game you are not blind in this game okay good one jay uh let's see here let me look through um if you got one, go ahead and name it. Um, uh, can you uh, attack? Can you be offensive in the game? You cannot be offensive in this game. Is it a haunted house game? Is it like a haunted house? Walking sim. Uh, yeah, I would say I would say that wouldn't be far from mm. one of the one of the terms we'd use. Can you die? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you a freebie and say I don't think so. I think. Uh, are there multiple paths on the, in this game? There are multiple paths in this game. Uh, I think he's got. I think who was it? Who was it that said this? Yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, I saw somebody say it, and I think, I think I did. Okay. Um, let's see here. Yeah, uh, does this game begin? Minute and a half. Does this game begin? Uh, was this game supposed to have DLC that we haven't seen yet? Not to my Question. knowledge, no. Oh, really? Th this, does this developer um, 
have any other horror games on PlayStation VR? Yes. At 16. You got a minute, like, minute and 12 seconds left. 16. <sighs> ooh, ooh. Uh, wait, no, there's no offensive thing, though. Um, it can't be a shooter. Uh, uh, does this game feature a branching narrative? I feel like I... Yeah, I already said this. I feel like I, yeah, I feel like I already answered that, and that was a yes. So okay. we'll, we'll give you a freebie and say yes again. Sorry. Okay, Light doesn't support moves. So it can't be that. 42 seconds. I want to say, say affected the manner so bad. I just want to make sure we got everything else out. Uh, is it made by uh, Is it made by Supermassive Games? It is made by Supermassive Games. Boom! Is it The Inpatient? It is the impatient with 24 seconds Woo! and two questions left. Good job, you guys. Thank you, guys. Good job. Thank you. Thank you, chat. I, we did it. Affected, affected is actually what got me there. Somebody kept saying affected the manor over and over. Um, did somebody get it before Jay Meow? Because he was the first person I saw say impatient, and that was just seconds ago. I saw uh, Justin Cassidy said it. That, that's why, that's where I was going cool. as well. Uh, my next question was going to be, did you think it was... Horribly overpriced at launch. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. That's yeah. how you. That's how you narrow this down by thinking outside the box, Wes. Yeah, I, I felt like this game has a lot in common uh, with with the topic of the day, which was Fract, uh, like overpriced and uh, and over before you knew it. Uh, but unlike Fract, you play this game like it has six different endings, and so there's a lot more to see every time you replay it. Um, an underrated game. I, th I think. I think a lot of impatience sucks, but I think a lot of it's really good too. I, answering stupid questions is just so mind-numbing when you're playing it over and over and over. <laughs> like, what did I answer last time? None of this is relevant. But, Who cares? But the dream sequences or nightmare sequences are awesome in that game. 100% agree. Absolutely. That, that was another tough one to rate because I did like a lot of it and I didn't like a lot of the other parts. So, all right, you guys, listen, wow. we, got, we got to get out of here. This has been a super long show, but, but, but yeah. I, Wes, I can't thank you enough for filling in for Dave today. Uh, this has been a really, really fun time. Uh, like, like if, again, if anybody doesn't watch Virtual Strangers, make sure you go check out uh, Wes and Roots over there uh, doing their thing. Uh, again, it's really one of the few VR v, uh, YouTube channels that I actually watch. So if you want to know what I'm watching in my spare time, go check out their channel. Uh, you can also go check out AJ's channel too if you if you feel the need. He, he uh, live streamed Fract today on PSVR Underground. Do that thing. Uh, also, guys, make sure uh, you check us out on Instagram. Miles Dyer is taking care of that account over there, making sure that we're all up and running. Also, Jay Meow is getting us all up and running on a website, and this is now on Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcast and a bunch of other streaming services. So make sure you uh, you know send Jay a little bit of love for all the hard work he's doing. Sci-fi game cat Henry who puts timestamps. Uh, man, it's just religiously he's doing his own thing on his channel. I watched his Colin show kicking ass over there. Guys, a lot of cool game cats doing a lot of great things. Uh, and a shout out, of course, to all of our moderators who are doing God's work, making sure that the chat stays civil and uh, that Discord is run smoothly. Go join us over on Discord. The link's in the description <laughs> below. <laughs> this ending sequence became a lot longer than it used to be. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. For sure. I need to just like plaster it up on the screen or something. Or yeah. I need to yell out all these people after we cue the cat, right? <laughs> yes. It takes 17 minutes to end the show. Uh, but anyway, thank you again. Uh, Wes, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch and hopefully we'll be able to get you on the show real soon. Uh, and, and, if, uh, and if your co-host ever calls out, well, then you know where to find me. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Wes, should we cue the cat? 
Cue the cap, Ryan, because I want to say good night. Happy Monday. Hopefully you made it suck a little bit less to Justin Cassidy. Thank you so much for helping with that. Old Darth, stellar show. You're stellar. You're stellar. Stellar. Nihilus Ryan, the game feline. Thank you for the virtual Slayer Cat. Yes. Wes is another metalhead. Support your, your PSVR metalheads. Uh, Endeavor One in the chat tonight. You may want to rewind this episode. We had some things to say about Arashi Castles of Sin. GC13, the Night Pepsi Cat. Rewind this episode because we also talked about Saints and Sinners. Emily Baxter, <laughs> the hashtag Game Kitten. Welcome to your first games cast. Good to see you. We didn't talk about any cartoony games, so uh, you should be very pleased. Johnny No Pockets, aka the Who Dad. Game Cat. Thank you so much. Yes, I agree. Wes did a fantastic job. Thank you. Flame Hat, Game Cat, take care of yourself as well. Tax refund, the de- the Decalogue defines right and wrong. Game Cat, yeah, that never gets easier to say his name. Wolveraza, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, uh, Dan Kiefer, Peace Phil, the Attack Cat. Hey, man, you got to tell me if you like 1976 or not after you purchased it on my recommendation. It means a lot. Thank you. Mark Pringles Leaf, uh, Bob Zarkoff, the Underground Dave Station. Game Cat, elitist of the elite name squads in the house. Johnny Rypop, the straight cat. Good to see you, my friend. Traveling man, uh, 3775 says, virtual stranger. Yes, it is he. Uh, Space Denison, you will always be void cat to me. VR Demon, thank you so much for tuning in. Decepticon, GG to you. Tom, Tom, let me bang on those drums. Uh, Twitcher, the single player Game Cat. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Serial Killer, the Game Cat. I started eating life cereal, guys. Uh, just because just because of this whole show, I started eating life cereal. Isn't Nick it delicious? Below. It's delicious. So much. It's pretty good. It's yeah. all right. I'm still not like way back into cereal yet, but <laughs> but it's okay. You know, it's not as good as my banana chocolate muffins or whatever I have. Banana chocolate chunk muffins uh, are still the number one breakfast. Donatello, the scientist game cat. Thank you so much, dude. Wow. Rody, good to see you. I hope the tour's going well. Brian Piccolo, all of you. Oh, Brian Piccolo said inpatient. Uh, very nice. So did Virtual Slayer cat. Space Denison. Um, Space Denison. What's up? Just just said affected question mark. So he's, he's a little he's a little behind the rest of us. He'll get there. <laughs> all right, you guys. Thank you so, so much. You all have a great night. We love you. Wow.